In Parshas Bahar, we have a pasuk that says, The pasuk is referring to a yid that doesn't have money, or a geir, a soishov. A soishov is a person that accepted upon himself not to serve Avedizoro. The pasuk goes on to say that you're not allowed to take interest. Chazal explain that from a yid you're not allowed to take interest, from a go you are allowed to take interest. And the Rambam actually explains that from a akum, from an idol worshiper, not only are you allowed to take interest, but you actually there's even a mitzvah to take interest. And the Rebbe says we need to understand what is this concept of being allowed to take interest or even a mitzvah to take interest from a goy. The fact that you're allowed to take interest, that could be understood because even though, of course, one is not allowed to steal or to deceive a goy, you're not allowed to trick him in business, you're not allowed to steal from him, and so on. When it comes to ribis, when it comes to interest, this could be different because he's agreeing to give you the money. This is willingly agreeing to give the money. So there's no problem that's not considered stealing. The truth of the matter is that even regarding a yid, had the Torah not tell us that there's a mitzvah of taking interest, we would have not known this just from the mitzvah that you're not allowed to steal. Because again, ribis is something that the person is agreeing to give. Nevertheless, the Rebbe says, to go ahead and to say that from an idol worshiper, there's actually even a mitzvah to take interest, this we need to understand. Because the bottom line is, the, the term that the Torah uses, one of the terms the Torah uses for ribis for interest, is neshech. Neshech also means like a bite. Rashi explains it meaning like a snake bite, where you don't even realize what bit you, or how dangerous it is until it affects the person very, very badly. So how can we understand this idea that the Torah is telling us that we should go ahead and intentionally be causing a person to lose money, to take away his money? In order to understand this, the Rebbe starts off by explaining the machloikas of poiskim in, regarding, in regards to the halacha of mechila when it comes to ribis. What does mechila mean? Mechila is that if the person had taken the interest already, the lender had taken the interest already, and the loive, the borrower says, I don't mind, you could just keep it, it's fine, whether this would help, or nevertheless, the malva, the lender, has to give back the money. So there is the sheet of the Goinim that say that even in this case, the malva, the lender, would have to give back the money. The mechila does not help. They explain because really every case of interest is a concept of mechila. What does interest mean? The borrower is saying, yes, I don't mind giving some extra money. So therefore, since the whole concept of interest is a form of mechila, it does not help to come along later and say as well, even once you paid the money and say, I don't mind, you can keep the money. On the other hand, there are Rishonim that say, that is the Rosh, and that's also the way it's Paskin and Tur, and in Shulchan Aruch, that you could actually be Moichel, not initially, initially of course you cannot say that I don't mind giving the money, but once the money was given already, you could be Moichel, and the lender will not have to give back the money. The logic behind all of this is, the Rebbe explains is based on a Ritva, and the concept is, that ribis is very, very different to every other form of debt or theft, robbery that needs to be returned, or money that a person was tricked into that needs to be returned. And the logic and the rationale for this is that in other money, what we say is, is that your money basically has an obligation now to be returned to the person who it's owed to. 
That means, as far as the money is concerned, you have money that does not belong to you, and this money is now subject to the halachis of need, needing to be returned. However, when it comes to ribis, the case is different. And here, what we're saying is that the Abishter placed an obligation on you, the Torah is placing an obligation that you need to get rid of that isur, that you have that prohibition, that ribis that you took, you need to give it back. So it's not really a matter of that you have money that does not belong to you and you need to return it. It belongs to the other person. Rather, it's money that the Torah is telling you this is usur money, money that's prohibited and you need to return it. The only difference between the different opinions, whether the person can be moichel or not, the way the Rebbe explains it, is according to the Goinim that say you cannot be moichel, is because this money is, so to speak, owed to Hashem. Hashem is the one that's telling you you have to give it back, and it's almost as if it's not even between your, you and your fellow. Yes, technically you're giving it to him, but this is completely a mitzvah that the Torah is placing on you. As opposed to the Rishonim that say that you could be Moichel, what they're saying is, yes, they're also agreeing that it's Hashem that's telling you that you have to give it back. It's not as if, again, it's not as if it's you have money that doesn't belong to you, it belongs to the other person, and therefore you have to give it back. They also agree that it's Hashem telling you you have to give back this money. But nevertheless, they're going to say that since Hashem is telling you, give back the money to this person. So at the end of the day, you are owing it to a certain person. So the person could be moichel, the person could forgive and say he doesn't mind not getting back the money. Based on this idea, the Rebbe says, that technically the money, as far as money is concerned, does belong to the lender now once he received it. It's just the Torah is saying you should give it back. The Rebbe says we could explain, we could explain a certain aspect in the halacha of returning ribis, where we say that if the person wants to do tshuva, person is about tshuva and he wants to do tshuva, he wants to give back the ribis, we actually say it's a midas chasidus not to take back the ribis from him. What could be the reason for this? So the Rebbe explains it based on this idea that we're saying that technically the money actually now, once he got it, does belong to the lender, it does belong to the person who took the interest. Yes, the Torah is saying he has to give it up, but technically, as far as money is concerned, who does it belong to? It belongs to the lender. Now, we know that the Torah cares about the money of Yid. We don't just go wasting our money. We have holy sparks in our money. We have to do mitzvahs with our money. So every aspect of money that we have, there's a purpose of why we have it, and there's sparks inside of it which we need to elevate. Now, normally the Torah says, I shouldn't be acting in a particular way with this money. That means naturally, it would have made sense I could earn some extra money with it by taking interest. That's the way of the world. And therefore, perhaps, maybe even the interest does belong to me. But the Torah came along and said, no, it's going to be usher. That means even though, yes, there are sparks technically in this interest that you could have, the interest, so to speak, belongs to you, you could have. Nevertheless, the Torah said it's usur, similar to certainly, 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 that the way to deal with them is by pushing them away. But once the Malvik got the money already in, in a way of ribis, it became part of his money. And as we said before, that when he has to return it, it's not the pshat that it's his money, that he has money that doesn't belong to him. Technically, the money does belong to him now. It's just the Torah wants him to give it back. 
If that's the case, if there's some way that the malva could keep the money, that the lender could keep the money, as we said, the person will do tshuva, and then we say we'd prefer not to take the money from him, then we try to do it in that way that he should end up keeping the money so that he could deal with these sparks that had come his way. So Rebbe, based on this, we can now go back to the original halacha of saying why it is that from a goy, there's actually a mitzvah to take ribis. And furthermore, according to some, there might even be a mitzvah to lend the goy money lechatchil, just to go ahead and lend the money in order to be able to take ribis. Because the actual fact that the goy needs to come to me and borrow money from me, that means to say that there are certain sparks in this interest that he is going to pay that belongs to me. And therefore there's a mitzvah that I should take that interest. Because as we said before, technically in the natural way of the world, it makes sense for me to take interest. And when I have an opportunity to take it from a goy, it even becomes a mitzvah so that I can get those sparks that belong to me and elevate them to Kedushah.